button and see if you can start, then perfect. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Athletics for Life podcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts, C.D. Johnson, with uh, Jeff Koops. And this show, we try to uh, promote education-based athletics. uh, And we try to kind of bridge the gap between the triangle of athletes, coaches, and administrators, and parents. And just try to explain what what we do uh, as coaches and athletic directors, why we do it, uh, and potentially reach a bigger audience here in Mongolia. And uh, we've interviewed some guests around the world. Uh, today, we have a, a new guest, uh, Brendan Tobin. Um, Brendan, uh, would you mind just introducing yourself, telling a little bit about what you do, uh, where you're at in the world? Um, yeah, go ahead. Yep. Uh, so thanks, CD, for the introduction. Uh, my name is Brendan Tobin. You can probably pick up from the accent that I'm Australian. Uh, I started teaching 20-odd years ago in a little small rural town in Queensland. Uh, from there, I then we jumped into the international uh, setting. We went to Cambodia. We spent two years there in Cambodia, had a fantastic time. That really got us going and, and looking into uh, the international and, and realising that there was a much bigger picture out there. Uh, then went to Southern Africa and spent five years in Zimbabwe, and then we've come here to, to Tashkent, Uzbekistan. And this is our third year, so absolutely loving life. And um, I'm the Athletics and Activities Director at the Tashkent International School. Okay, That's Brandon, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Brandon, we, we invited you uh, today because uh, you've done something very special, um, especially in these uh, difficult times with the lockdown and the, and the COVID situation. Can you explain a little bit to us what you've been implementing uh, the last few weeks? Yeah, so we had a, a virtual cross-country. Um, I, I think the, the nature of cross-country, I think, is great. It's different to track and field because uh, you speak to the cross-country athletes and they really love getting on a different terrain and, and you know, some people enjoy the hills where other people don't. Um, but the cross-country this year has, has taken a, a very big, very big turn. We've still been able to train um, while remaining socially distant because we would set up different times that different grade levels would um, would turn up. And so then the coaches would meet people and then we would still be able to get our training over and done with. Um, I, I, I then was thinking about uh, some of these virtual runs. So on Facebook, you get adverts for joining up for a virtual run. I started thinking, well, what is this? And then I got an invite from uh, the International School of Bangkok. So Chris Mott is the athletic director there. Uh, and I participated in that one. Uh, we got our students to, together and, and we, we ran it, but not necessarily cross-country because, I mean, you don't want to have uh, a different school that maybe they've got a really hilly course or there's there's another another potential person that's got a downhill track where they're going to get some good time. So. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris tried to get there, or didn't try to. He had their run being um, just on a track, so using a 400 meter track. So it was all all mapped out, um, and then got people to to just send in videos of their students running and and their times, and then go from there. Uh, and then Kirby from uh, the Anglo American School in Moscow. He also had a virtual run, and then I was uh, lucky enough to then be the third 
school that I'm aware of that, that put together this. Uh, I, I think during these times, the pandemic, look, we're not able to have these competitions so much uh, in Tashkent or, or anywhere within your city. And so then this virtual has allowed us to actually to, to reach out and, and get more people. So just before I sent out my invite, I think we had 22 schools that were were keen and had registered for it. Unfortunately, a, a pretty significant second wave of, of COVID hit Europe. So that number went down a little bit. We had 14 schools participate. We had um, approximately 130 students run. And we had students running from Africa, uh, Europe, Asia, Central Asia, Southeast Asia, and also Southern um, America. So oh, wow. I, I think it's... So I, I think these virtual things have been able to allow us to actually connect with people that we wouldn't usually. So we have our own little divisions within uh, Tashkent, and then we have then um, another group which includes Kazakh schools. But what this has allowed us to do, this has allowed us to reach out and, and get hold of different people from all around the globe. So when you hold one of these virtual cross-country uh, events, do you, do you run it like a competition? Uh, like, is there is there a, like a ranking, or do you just post the times? Uh, how do you how do you kind of organize it? Is it just hey, this is a day we're going to run for fun, submit your videos, and then that's it? Um, I, I think there's there's two different ways of going around it, and mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, kids are really missing out on not just participation, but also a little bit of that competition. So mm -hmm. for our one, we did do it as a competition. Um, and so times are submitted. And what I did with our one was I, we went back to the track as well to try to make things as equal as possible. Um, so I know that in, in uh, Mongolia, it probably wasn't equal because you guys were running in negative 15 degrees, uh, which is <laughs> probably, probably not ideal. But in terms of if you're running on a track and if you're running on a flat surface, then you, you keep that consistent. Mm -hmm. um, I then... I then reached out or a couple of schools reached out to me and said, look, Brendan, we're having a really, really difficult time. We've just gone into lockdown. We can't get our students together. We can't run as a team. What can we do? So I allowed the students to send through their times uh, from you know, either Strava or from whatever device that they were running through to send that to their coach. And then the coach mm -hmm. then gave the times to me. Um, you know, in an ideal world, it, it would have been great to be able to have people together as a whole school and then we could um, send in those videos. But I think the, the most important thing is getting people out and being active. Um, I trust that the athletic director at, at whichever school it is, is, is submitting the times. So teams did send in their videos. They did send in photos of them crossing the line. But I, I wanted to just look at those and, and have a look at... Um, the different facilities that, that were around, what sort of setting it was, and, and celebrate the success rather than, you know, try to be looking to see that every time went with whichever person's uh, nominated mm -hmm. name. That, that, that wasn't what I was looking for at all. Now, so I, I suppose competition, competition is, is what I was saying. I think that the kids are, are lacking that competition and allowed them to have that. I think if we go into the younger grades, I would love this to branch out into the elementary or even to have it within the community, that if we do have a community fun run, maybe for uh, parents or for adults, then that would just be participation. That would be just mm -hmm. 
you know, TIS, let's get together, let's have a, a family fun run. So, Brendan, what did you do for the scoring? Uh, I know the process, but can you explain a little bit what you've done afterwards once the rankings were uh, finished? Yeah, I, I think uh, as athletic directors, we all know that preparation is the key, but um, we get used to we get used to different things and we think that we're all sorted and we're, we're all organized. When you're running a normal cross country or a not normal track meet, it all happens on that day. And so you're all prepared and you know what it is that you've got to do, but you've got one spreadsheet and then it's done. Um, but what happened here was that there were different schools sending in, um, I don't want to say incomplete, but they were sending in a couple of runners at a time. And so what I had to make sure was that I was up to date in terms of the, the Google sheet. Um, mm -hmm. And the biggest fear was that you actually miss a student or two. That if if you think that the whole school has been sent in and then you copy and paste that and put that into another spreadsheet where you're keeping, for example, all the varsity girls' results, then if you've actually missed someone along the way, then that's um, then that's going to be fairly detrimental, isn't it? That that student doesn't feel like that they've that they've counted. We had uh, we, we had we had individual, so it's an individual meet. Um, so that one's the easy that you just rank, obviously the fastest first, second, third. Um, but then we were also looking to have teams involved and a team consisted of four runners. And then we would have the fifth and sixth runners that could actually be used to, to bump some other, other places um, up. So the, with the lower school getting the, uh, the lower school being the, being the best. Um, so I, I suppose really what happened was that it's just making sure that the spreadsheets were up to date. I then had a master spreadsheet that I was then putting all of um, the other results in. And another challenge is that, you know, being directors, we like things to be done the way that we like them to be done. Uh, and what happened was there's a, a lot of different formats that come in for these times. So then when you just just use, um, you know, data sort and you're trying to sort by numbers, well, some of the numbers are actually set as time, like as mm -hmm. in, and so, so it just takes a little bit longer, I suppose, with, with multiple different schools entering results in. Yeah, one thing I was just thinking of as you were talking um, about uh, kind of trusting that the athletic director submitted uh, the the times correctly and you you weren't really double checking that um one thing that i've used personally when i go for runs is like an app like map my run and then that that records a gps location um, but then you can also track uh changes in elevation so i live up in the mountains and often i have extreme changes in elevation either if i'm running down the road or running back home up the road um yep. so i i think uh you know if if you were to host one of these and you really wanted to get into the data processing and entering a lot of data, you know, you could use something like that. And then, um, you know, kind of, you, you could do away with having it all be on the track and just do like, okay, here's the fastest overall time with limited elevation change, or, uh, here's the list of who increased the most elevation, uh, over the course of their run. You could kind of have different categories. Um, and maybe it's not like one competition, but, you know, they could, hey, these are the categories we're going to have. Who has the fastest time uh, 
on a downhill run, you know, and, and they could pick and choose if you had a, quite a few students doing it. Um, just kind of some ideas that, that come to mind. Yeah, so we, as I said, we participated in the um, ISB virtual run first up and then mm -hmm. um, the Anglo-American school in Moscow put out their run. With um, the Moscow run, it was the, their athletic director put out and said, look, this is a cross-country run. He said, you're free to run on a track if you want, but our students are going to be running cross-country. Uh, we would mm -hmm. prefer you to do that, but the only thing that needs to be consistent is the distance. Um, so we just did that as part of one of our training sessions. And what, okay. the student, what the students found was that their results weren't as good as we know, because you you know you'd have to go upstairs or you've got to run up a little hill or the the grounds just uneven. Um, but then it just becomes a teaching moment for those students as well that you're talking about. Well, the distant the difference between running on a track compared to actually running across country. Um, mm -hmm. Earlier, I was saying that the cross country runners are a somewhat different breed to the track, and they liked, I think, the other run a little bit more, even though that their times were slower because they got to see and do things different rather than just running, you know, 10 laps around a, a, a track. So there's, there's, there's different bits in there, isn't there? I think yeah, yeah. the other thing is that if we're looking at participation, if we're looking at getting as many people involved as poss possible, if we're limiting it to an app, then maybe some schools don't have access to that. True, yeah. Yeah, so for, for me, it was about participation. Let's get people out there. Um, many schools are in the same situation as what we are here in Tashkent, where we can't be playing our regular um, fixtures. So this just provides an opportunity for as many people to be involved. Are you planning anything oh, in Brendan, or? Big fun. Are you planning anything else in the near future? Similar event or different or? Well, I, I think unfortunately it, it sort of leads a little bit to the to the individual events, doesn't it? Um, where I'm not sure how this does cross over into a, a team sport. So if we're still in this pandemic, then definitely uh, something along the lines of our track and field, where all of that is, is it, it's just a bigger day. And I think all of us as athletic directors, we know that if we're doing a track and field meet, that we're in for that whole day anyway. Um, mm -hmm. And then if it means that yourselves in, in Mongolia or someone in Paraguay or someone in Harare, if they're doing it, then they're just doing it for the whole day and they're just sending in a little bit more data. Um, mm -hmm. And, and uh, yes, we're not going to be consistent in terms of maybe they're not uh, measuring from the exact back of the foot or it's a, it's a different person that's measuring the long jump or the triple jump. But it, it's all about getting people out and being active. And I think... Um, you, with, with our one, we did medals. So it was that competition that you're talking about. Um, the next step that I need to do is, is try to figure out some of the, uh, postage here in, in Tashkent and making sure that those medals do arrive. Um, uh, but I, but I, I did, um, certificates as well. And I think a big part of this one is trying to get the student involvement. So we have a tech council here. And the student there was involved with making a little logo uh, for the run, and then he also did the um, he did the certificate up for me. And then I think that's another thing that you know, Jeff, you've 
you're going to receive it, or I don't know if you've given it out to the students yet, but all across the world, everyone's going to remember 2020. And then all of a sudden, that student goes back in three, four years time and says, oh, that's right, I did participate in that virtual run in Tashkent. Some of them might even be saying, where the heck is Tashkent? And that's okay, too. Um, For me, it's all about trying to get people together. So if we do do another event, um, and if it's a bigger one, like a track and field, then I think that a little certificate is more than enough for the students. I think it would be wonderful to get the uh, elementary school involved. Um, so getting getting that part of the community out, getting the parents out, I think would also be a really good opportunity. Yeah, I yeah that would be great. Sorry, I received three certificates from you, Brennan, for three of my students, and they actually really appreciate it because I, I haven't been able to give it to them because we are in lockdown right now. Uh, yeah. I posted your results in my athletic bulletin and, you know, getting more kids to know about it because these three boys signed up and they and they ran and it was great. Uh, so hopefully more will join next time. Um, CD and I are planning uh, a virtual fitness challenge uh, that we want to send out into the world. Are there any tips and tricks uh, from you uh, after your uh, virtual cross country for us? Yeah, I think I think the organization. What I was saying before is, you know, when you're when you're doing a volleyball tournament or a normal cross country, you definitely have everything crossed. You know, and you've foreseen as many uh, different possibilities in terms of maybe a school turns up late or a, there's not a referee there. But with these virtual ones, um, you, you incorrectly think that you've got a little bit more time and then all of a sudden time gets away from you. So I would be looking ahead of time in terms of maybe you're going to do it as Google Forms or you're going to send it out as Google Sheets and then get some students in your PE classes to start entering the data in. And then you could have a look at what it's going to look like at the back end. How are you going to get this table of results together? Who's going to be responsible for um, you know, communicating? If you're doing it as two different schools, which person would take on the responsibility for advertising? Who's going to be sending out the results? But I think the big one is that that collation of results. One of the things on reflection that that I definitely could have done better is celebrating the success uh, and putting together. I mean, I did put a, a folder together of for yourself and other schools to send videos and photos. But how do we get that out to everyone? How do we actually, even within, if it's just in my own school community, then I could have done a better job in displaying those those photos. So that would be two things. Um, Get your PE classes or students that are interested to start entering data so that you can see what it's going to look like. Is it a Google form that you're going to be editing or the students are submitting or is it going to be just on sheets? Um, It's it's a lot of organisation within different folders within Google. We all need to be even though we're not in Europe, but we're looking at the GDPR and we're looking at how we're actually, what data that we're actually sending back to schools as well. So, Jeff, I think on the results, you would have seen that I had omitted every student's surname, but then when it came out to the certificates, uh, surnames went back in. So there's just a little bit of uh, that data collection is, is the big pressure point. Okay. Uh, yeah, you mentioned um, getting your students involved maybe in your PE classes for us too. 
Uh, I think that's a great point. <clears throat> Just getting kids involved uh, in an, in a role that maybe isn't physical fitness uh, would be great for some of those kids. Uh, you know, maybe they're not the athletes that would go out and join the cross country virtual run, but they could be involved in you know data processing. Um, they could be involved in marketing, either on the front end or on the back end. Um, and so that would be kind of a, a, even a great project for them. Um, maybe with some students who are in the PE classes, but they have their eye on, you know, a marketing career uh, down the line. Yeah, we're really lucky here in Tashkent. We've got a, a, an active uh, student body in terms of student leadership. So we've got the normal student council. And then the student council branches out into some different directions as well. So there's a tech council. Uh, where those mm -hmm. students are responsible for a lot of their advertising and I rely on them heavily uh, with athletics in a, in a normal year-to-year uh, -year basis so that when, when we do run a, a tournament, they're the people that, that design the logos for us and look at the T-shirt designs and those sorts of things. Uh, they also do our, our live streaming with our tech department. And then the, the group that I use the most is the co-curriculum. And so they do, a, they do a whole host of things. Um, I didn't necessarily use them for this virtual run because it's a, it's a different type of event, but in a normal setting, they would be the ones that would be the marshals out on the course. They're the ones that are, are doing the scoring on a volleyball or, or basketball. So I think it's, it's super important, as you say, that you're, you're using students from all across the school, not just targeting mm -hmm. their athletes. Yeah, that'd be great. Also, and as a participant, if looking back at joining your virtual cross country, I think we could have done a better job by promoting it because it's yeah, a Tashkent, right? Where is it? Some kids were like up running and then you have to have a strong, for me, it was the PE department to, to, to practice that and you have to plan it correctly because normally you have a date, right? And it's done and you just join and you go there, your buses and you finish. That's, that was harder. I had to plan a little bit better. Uh, to get the kids organized um, and make it clear where you guys are. How, how does the school look? Uh, what is Uzbekistan? Do they have a bit more of an idea of what they, where they are competing at? So that was some things for if you want to participate. I think the context is, 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 is important. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, this pandemic's not really going away either. Um, so there's a couple of points there. there. There's one, either it's not going away or, or two, when it does go away, that I think that we've then been able to make these connections or we've been given these opportunities to be involved in things that I think we should continue. You know, I, I, I don't think that this is something, uh, whether it be the fitness challenge or a virtual cross-country, that should disappear. I think it's a, another fabulous tool for our teams to be involved in rather than just going out for another training run. Okay, today we're training, but we're, we're involved in the International School of Bangkok's uh, virtual run. I, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful idea that we can really get the students and we can motivate them to be involved in. But as you say, it's all about how we market it, how we actually go about approaching it and getting as many kids in as, as possible. It's a great way to think about it, Brendan, too, is, uh, you know, we hear a lot like we're making the best of it. It's going to go back to hopefully whenever it goes back to normal, those sort of phrases. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess I've never really thought about, you know, we are getting a lot of pros out of this. There are a lot of good things that are coming out of this, you know, for how much the, the shutdown and the pandemic sucks. 
Um, and, you know, it's going to be important to, to not lose sight of those things and not, okay, well, we're back to normal. Let's just go to our conference games in our city um, to kind of continue with the, the things that we've learned during this time, the connections we've made internationally. Um, yeah, that's a really good point that you bring up. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I, I really do. There's there's lots of opportunities that are coming out of it. I, I agree wholeheartedly with you, CD, that it does suck. It is. It's it's really challenging. But we need to have a look at at what opportunities are out there and how do we grab them with both hands. If you have a look at what what you guys are trying to do here with this podcast and with all of the discussions that you have that you're doing is is trying to. You know, you're advertising, yes, yourselves, but you're also making people aware of other things that are happening out there. And I, mm -hmm. let's yeah, keep it going. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the good thing was, too, that these three boys that joined from Mongolia, ISU, they don't play anything else. So it was the first time that they were involved in an ISU kind of sport. So it might be an opportunity for those kids to join. It's, it's less competitive. You know, it's, it's less pressure. So that might be a great opportunity for them to do something physical, active, and to join a community. So that was great. Um, we're going to near the end of our interview, Brendan. Uh, from me, I want to thank you for organizing this. Those three boys really enjoyed it. And I think it was, it was a great opportunity for them uh, also to connect uh, with you guys uh, and with other schools. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for, thanks for the invite. I've... I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've enjoyed getting to know you, Jeff, and, and CD. It's great meeting you for the first time, and let's keep the communication open. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Yeah, and we are working behind the scenes, because a lot of our kids are watching this too, I hope, uh, that to work together in the future, Brendan, to get a, a, a connection going between Mongolia, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan. So uh, hopefully in the near future, we can actually meet face-to-face -face and uh, get some competition going between uh, our countries. That'd be absolutely wonderful. I, I think I've mentioned it before, Jeff, that I'm looking at holding on to a, a slither of hope that we might be able to have some sort of multi multi sport event in April. If if it does happen, then the invite will certainly be extended. Yeah, and if not, then we hopefully we can welcome you next year here to uh, to Mongolia. And uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah, thanks a lot, Brendan. It's been much appreciated. Yeah, thank you so much, Brendan. Uh, yes, awesome. Thank you from us. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Heaps. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. All right, we just talked with uh, Brendan Tobin, uh, athletic director in Uzbekistan. Um, I thought it went really well. He's a, He was a great guest. Um, you know, I, I remember when you had your kids doing the, the virtual cross country, uh, they showed up and like, Hey, we're here to run. Um, and I didn't really know what it was at the time. Um, so it was, it was really nice to talk to Brendan and see kind of how he organized that for the athletes during this uh, pandemic. Yeah. And it's, it's actually interesting as an AD to see how he did it. He was very organized and I didn't do a good enough job to promote it. I think if you want to participate, you have to promote it really well in, in your school. So find ways to do that. Uh, but mm -hmm. definitely just join, even if it's just one student. Uh, yeah, that's great. My kids enjoyed it. Uh, he followed up with a certificate for them and he follows up with medals and just tried to communicate and to connect the kids with each other, which is great. 
Yeah, I think it's a learning experience. You know, like he said, he he had participated in one with a school in Bangkok uh, and then a school in Moscow. So he had participated in a couple. And, you know, from there, you can kind of see what works, what doesn't work. Um, and then, you know, for him organizing the event, you know, he had an idea. He just wanted kids to participate, you know, just promoting kids being active, which I think is is great, is a great goal to have. Um, you know, still incorporating that competition aspect, but the uh, the bottom line being just getting kids off the couch and away from their computer screens. And a lot of them are doing online learning, you know, all over the world. So going for that run could be really, really beneficial. Just talking about uh, implementing something for the primary kids. Um, mm -hmm. connect well, what we, what, we, what we want to try to do with our virtual fitness challenge. Um, we're going to share more about that in the next few weeks uh, to get some more age levels involved, some parents, uh, teachers. Um, so yeah, some great tips from Brandon. Uh, it was lovely talking to him. Yeah, he seems great. And, uh, you know, like you mentioned, hopefully in the future with Uzbekistan being so close geographically, that, uh, you know, he could be a connection that uh, we use uh, once once we can travel a little bit more. Um, you know, that would, that would be a great connection to have. Yeah, but the best one is, is just just have, giving kids an opportunity to, to play, to connect, to, to learn and to participate. And uh, that connects really well with our philosophy and what our podcast is all about. So we want to thank Brennan for being on our podcast today. Hope he inspired some ADs to organize something virtually and uh, some kids to participate. So uh, thanks, Brandon, and uh, thank you for watching. Thanks again. Uh, if you like the video, uh, you like our content, uh, subscribe down below. If you're listening on the podcast, we're not on podcast uh, as a recording, but uh, you know maybe if you are listening to this sometime in the future, uh, make sure you subscribe to the show so that way you can get uh, all the new episodes as we interview more guests around the world like Brendan um, and others to come. So thanks, Jeff. It was a great episode. Uh, look forward to the next one.